and don't get me wrong like i've had some pretty good failures along the way but is but has helped me to be continue to succeed welcome to the competitive mindset podcast each interview we talk to leaders who differentiate themselves and achieve high levels of performance through the lens of motivation competitiveness and mindset these conversations lead to thought-provoking idea sharing and growth accompanied by entertaining storytelling welcome along on our journey to lifelong learning improved performance and a look inside the competitive mindset coach hammer welcome to the competitive mindset thank you thank you for having me this is quite the honor well, i'm excited to talk to you because i've heard pieces of your story and i want to try to put it all together here all so right. if you could start with me at the beginning the first time you competed in something anything and a memory that sticks with you from it can you share that with us it was uh pretty much plain um I guess unorganized athletics with the boy neighborhood boys. And um, I think this is probably, uh, I guess, you know, like keep away with the ball. If you got the ball, you know, people always try to tackle you. And I think it went by a different name and I know it's not PC to say, so we'll, we'll kind of, we'll kind of use your imagination with that one. Um, and I just remember the neighborhood guys, they just, uh, they were uh, kind and gracious and teaching me, you know, life lessons of, you know, like when you get the ball that, uh, you know, it's not always going to be fun. And so there's going to be a challenges and in order to keep that ball, you had to kind of fight your way, you know, earn your way, um, to, to be in top, you know, king of the hill, if you will. So, um, that's probably one of the bigger competitive, uh, things that have stuck in my mind. And then after that, uh, whew, uh, then I got, uh, my mom was like enough of unorganized things. Let's get you sorted out with, uh, girls, uh, middle school Catholic league bat basketball. And that's kind of where everything launched off for me. So, well, that's interesting that then you ended up in rugby. So let's dive into that real quick. So you were a college basketball player and then can you take me from there, how you ended up in your rugby yeah. world? Yeah. So, um, you know, I was, when I attended whitewater, I was planning on being a two sport athlete, uh, previous high school career, I was able to partake in four sports, uh, which was volleyball, uh, basketball. And then during the spring, I was able to run track and play softball. And so headed to Whitewater. I knew I wanted to play basketball, but there was, uh, I was also very good at softball. And so, uh, as in, as any collegiate sport, you try out and so tried out for softball and I was notified that, you know, I would not be furthering myself in the, uh, the softball career. So uh, my basketball teammates uh, were like, hey, no worries. Uh, why don't you come check out a rugby practice? And I was like, rugby? I was like, oh, okay. And I uh, showed up at one practice. And then on a Saturday, I was playing with the Warhawks uh, up in Madison and uh, and loved it ever since. I started at one position, which was out on the wing. And then all of a sudden, the next thing you know, I show up for this game and coach was like hey we didn't practice you here so let's go with this position and let's see how you do and it just reminded me of playing like a, a linebacker for football so I was like sweet and so uh from there I was able to play two sports uh probably to the dismay or dislike of my coaches at the time I uh, suffered so Carrie Carrie was very supportive uh later in my career with this but uh fall was always consistent of playing rugby at um with a division uh division one club level, uh, which was up in Madison. Um, and then from there, uh, I got seen by a couple of, uh, higher level coaches and they notified me that, you know, like I 
could play uh, at a higher level and representing not only like regionally, but also nationally. So, um, and that's where I kind of handled my business from fall and spring and a little bit of summer. I was playing rugby. And then during the winter, I was all in full send with the Warhawks. All right. We're going to go deeper into the rugby thing. But at that point, you're you're playing two different sports. One's a little more physical than the other, but still physical in nature. How was your body able to handle the transition between two? And what were some things that you were able to do to help yourself with that? Well, I, I'll say this, uh, coach Brown, um, I believe he's still the head strength and conditioning coach at UW Oshkosh. And if he's not, I do apologize, but he was our, our coach, um, at whitewater. And I just loved what he did, uh, for us as a team, but also for me as a female, I just was, I really loved his, uh, programming for, for our sport. And so, having that exposure with a strength and conditioning coach at that time really, really benefited me um, into becoming a really, really good rugby player in addition to my basketball skill set. So the combination of those things just really helped elevated my rugby game and also kept me very, very healthy. So I was able to, <laughs> to partake uh, in, in rugby and then um, be able to play at the highest level that I could with, uh, with basketball. And then, yeah, it was just, I, I don't know, maybe it's the, sh- the, the soft grass of <laughs> that of rugby. So maybe it wasn't as, uh, maybe I didn't feel like I was getting hurt as much or, you know, felt that contact and everything. So, uh, but yeah, coach Brown, uh, really did a really great job of like, um, in, you know, educating us on how to take care of our bodies as, as an athlete and stuff. And then it just really started my wheels turning of like, I don't want to be a business major anymore. Maybe I want to get into exercise science and become a coach because what is being laid down right now and the coaches that I had uh, in college were really, really great and very influential for me. All right. So let's continue on that path then. So you use your athletic career to kind of determine your career path. So talk a little bit about how you got into coaching and lead us up to what you're doing now. Oh yeah. Uh, Coaching. Uh, <laughs> outside of like the little kids camps and stuff, uh, I was always kind of, um, from a skill set, I was kind of always like a little bit unsure of how, you know, to connect things. But, uh, when it came to, uh, the exercise piece and, uh, showing people movements and everything, I really, I had a knack for it. So, uh, from, you know, as I guess when I did kind of get into my further in my rugby career, when I moved up to Minneapolis, I had a. Um, I got connected with one of the players here and they actually ended up being the head uh, strength and conditioning coach uh, for women's softball, volleyball and basketball uh, coach Wiley and kind of getting paired up with her and asking a little bit more questions of like, how do I get into this? Um, You know, how do I, you know, get into this field and pretty much it, a part of that uh, was like volunteering your uh, volunteering time and everything um, however, when you're volunteering, uh, unfortunately you're not getting paid. So to put food on the table, I had to take the route of becoming a personal trainer and that's working with our general pop. Uh, so that kind of, you know, helped kind of make some ends meet when it came to, you know, trying to get into the strength and conditioning field. Uh, also feeding the, uh, the semi-professional, uh, of my rugby career up here as well. And then it also just kind of made me hungry for, getting into, uh, becoming a strength and conditioning coach. Um, 
And then also too, with all that, with the physical development, with being an athlete and also sharing that information with people that are trying to lose weight, really kind of just helped me kind of like go, you know, I really want to get into back into the athletic realm. So, because I mean, ultimately I could see like I was making an impact with, uh, person, uh, people one-on-one, um, versus, um, you know, where I wanted to make an impact with, uh, athletes in that realm. All right. So there is a piece you've glossed over because you're humble, but I'm going to say it. So everybody knows that you played on the U S national team for rugby. Correct. Uh, I was part of the women's national rugby team, or I should say senior side team, uh, starting about 2005. But prior to that, I was in the pool with like all national teams. You have your U20s and stuff like that. Uh, I started about when I was 19 years old. Yeah, I'm very fortunate enough uh, that Barb Fugate, uh, Martha Danes uh, discovered me when I was playing for Wisconsin under 23s at a tournament. And then Bryn Shivers, who was the Midwest under 23 coach, uh, was able to kind of harness some of that energy and athleticism and then kind of help direct that pathway toward the senior side where uh, Kathy Flores, I I uh, played for her for two World Cups, and then I still was training to play in the 2014 and 2017 uh, World Cup for the national team. So so I'm intrigued by that. We'll call it a quote-unquote professional career, right? Yes. <laughs> um, how did that experience, being a professional athlete, prepare you for your career now? as far as understanding athletes and what they need and what they want? I think it all actually starts with me being a basketball player at Whitewater. Really, that was really the foundation of which of practice, uniform, culture, uh, what you need to succeed. So having those coaches at Whitewater uh, helping guide you know, shaping my development as a professional athlete. Uh, when I got out of college, yeah, there's, I think that was kind of the transition point where I was like, the structure of your day to day really changes. And then how do you uh, stay disciplined to kind of continue to be successful? And don't get me wrong, like I've had some pretty good failures along the way, but is but has helped me to be continue to succeed. So, um, so yeah, so like that really, my experience at Whitewater as a co- collegiate athlete really, really set the tone for me to become the best rugby player I could be um, uh, at my position in, in that time frame. Um, and then also too, the dynamics of our team was really inclusive and welcoming and understanding that in that regard of through the weight room for my athletes as well. And even too, for, uh, when I was a personal trainer, I, you know, everybody's going to come from a different walk of life. Um, how can you relate? And also just remember that, you know, if somebody's unable to do something, how can we always get, you know, something out of that, you know, whether it be a movement or, um, you know, whatever exercise you can think of. All right, you mentioned in there a lot of failures. So tell me about your favorite failure that you've had, not because you enjoyed it, but because you learned something very valuable from it. Oh man, I don't. I think there was a we. Uh, I yeah, I'm going to refer to my collegiate career a little bit on this one. When I was a basketball player, 
and there's a bit of a cha- transition with coaches and stuff. Um, and I was really, really doing well on the women's club rugby side. And so I was splitting some time up in Madison and then coming back down uh, to show up for our basketball trainings. And this, I had to be about preseason. And I remember not showing up on time and I didn't really take uh, to a liking of maybe the the reprimand that was coming my way. Um, there, uh, I don't know if Kathy Rossi will remember this one or boss. She'll, she'll probably tell me, but you know, one of our coach delegated for that, but then realizing the impact um, that it had with everybody uh, within the team. And I remember just, it, she took me aside or like she said something in passing and it just kind of stuck with me. And it's just like, man, I don't know what's going on, but we need you here. And that just kind of stuck with me. And it's like, even though I didn't think I had much of an impact um, being with my role on the team at that time, it actually did have an impact. And just kind of realizing that from her, just making that simple statement that we need you here and whether, however the season was going to go, but the, the moments in that time I needed to be present. So when you're competing, whether it's now or at any point in your career, I'm curious if you're driven by the fear of losing or the joy of winning that competition. Oh, this kind of reminds me of episode 60 from you. (laughs) Um, I'll say this. uh, I don't let the fear of uh, losing be greater than the excitement of winning. Uh, I mean, I think everyone's like a little bit of afraid of losing um, and with that failure. But to be honest, it's the only way you're going to succeed by taking that risk, you know? Yeah, absolutely. All right. You've mentioned a few people and you've dropped a lot of names. So I'm curious (laughs) if you can just tell me a little bit more in depth about one mentor that you've had in your life life and a lesson that you use from them continually going forward. Uh, I'm going to use Sarah Wiley. Um, You know, ultimately, I, uh, you know, there's a piece where it's like control the controllables. Um, And the one theme that I think that in common thread that I think we have between each other and that what I've always had with her, um, she's pretty much is like being honest, disciplined, and just working hard and being consistent. Those are like the big stones. Um, and if you're ever around her, those are the, I mean, those are her bedrocks right there. And I, I, I think I came across a card that she gave me when I was on my way to the 2006 world cup. And I literally, um, I, I went to her for my training and I was always like being, uh, just taking her workout programs and just eating them up and devouring them. And, I, um, but yeah, she just pretty much, you know, she's been a constant for me. And and that's been the one thing that I've really, really enjoyed for her from her as a mentor. I mean, within the profession and then also to outside of this, I mean, she's been very direct. She's been very honest, um, in whatever discipline it is. Um, so yeah. All right. Awesome. All right. Let's wrap up on a, a little more lighthearted note here. So use your imagination a bit. Okay. And if you look inside of a refrigerator, what one item inside that refrigerator best identifies with who you are as a person and why? Oh, oh man. Oh. I think there's like two, th- like anytime I open up the refrigerator, I there are two things that are going to be consistent in my refrigerator. I think that's either going to be a can of beer or a kombucha. <laughs> 
Um, I, I, the reason I'm going to say kombucha is that it is so, I mean, I like the fizziness of it, the flavors, and it's so good for immunity, the gut health. <laughs> and then let's be honest, like I'm lighthearted and I want to have a good time and I'm down to party. So that's why you get your can of beer. I love it. Coach Hammer, thanks for coming on Competitive Mindset and sharing with us. All right. Thank you, Billy. I appreciate it.